Hey, it's Greg Stanley with Auto Sausage, where we grind together automotive awesomeness. As a reminder, the auto auction guessing game number six is now closed, and I will announce the winner on next week's podcast. You can submit your guesses for game seven starting this Friday, June the 28th, and the guessing window will close on June the 11th. I'll post five cool cars from the Mecham Denver auction, and additional information is available at autosausage.com. A quick shout out to Ron from the Cars and Coffee in Saratoga Springs from a few weeks ago. I was up there for work, and on my, on my way up, a gorgeous 1970 Grapper Orange Boss 302 pulled out in front of me, and I followed it to a barbecue restaurant where they were having a Cars and Coffee. Technically, there, weren't, there wasn't any coffee there. But Ron showed up in his awesome Chevy K5 that he installed a horn from a fire truck, which was super loud and super cool. Today, I'm going to talk about my first experience as a concourse judge. I was honored to be asked to judge in the Cincinnati Concourse de Elegance a few weeks ago. This is the second longest concourse east of the West Coast and the fourth longest in the United States. It was founded in 1978 and all of the proceeds benefit the Arthritis Foundation with a special focus on juvenile arthritis. So I've been volunteering with them for several years as their parking lot sign setup guy to their go for whatever they need during the hangar party to being a shuttle bus driver to leading the countryside tour this year. We had around 60 cars caravanning through the Ohio countryside, and we ended up at Doran Racing, where we were given a tour of their shop. You can see pictures from this event on my Instagram page, at Auto Sausage. Getting back to concourse judging, I honestly didn't know what to expect. I've judged trailer-driven muscle cars for years. Usually, this is where a car is judged against the as-new factory standard and receive points based on originality. So these cars do not go against each other but they go against the factory standards. So if you have a bunch of great cars at the show, it's possible that they all could receive gold awards. At these events, you have to know crazy specific facts, such as how much red oxide primer overspray should be on the floor pans, that's no joke, to which metal parts should have a zinc dichromate finish, to which type of bungee grommet was used on the spare tire in a 1964 car versus a 1965 car. These are all facts and figures I've had to learn over the years, and the details can get a little nuts. But I like it. I was once told that you first need to know what is correct in order to understand what you're looking at when buying a classic car, which makes total sense. So, for example, if you're looking at a 1965 Mustang and you notice it has a 1966 grille, there's one red flag. It has a reproduction front bumper, there's another red flag. And a resprayed fender from China... There's three red flags. It was probably in some type of accident that wrecked the front end at some point. So this car may be fine, but these observations, these red flags would tell me that I need to take a closer look in that area. Judging at a Concourse Elegance was a totally different experience, and it was in a really good way. The standard for entry was so high that right off you knew you were reviewing a great group of cars. And because each class has a variety of cars, not just one make or model, no one could know the correctness of every nut and bolt like you would in a brand or make specific show, such as NCRS or MCA. Each class will have one best of class, so it was really important to revisit the standard that was set as the cars were judged. I've been a spectator and volunteer at the Cincinnati Concourse for years, and even with all of the experience, I had some preconceived notions of what my first judging experience would be like. These mostly came from reading my favorite magazine, Sports Car Market Magazine, watching Jay Leno's Garage every Monday morning, and listening to Spike Fairston's Automotive Podcast on Wednesdays. Leno would often comment that only at Pebble Beach would you see millionaires competing with billionaires for a little tiny trophy. A few of my initial questions included, do the judges wear white gloves? 
Will I get a straw hat? Which is kind of cool. Will I have my own clipboard or will I have to share one with the other judges? And is the caviar at the brunch sturgeon or beluga? So I'm kind of kidding there, but you get my point. I really did not know what to expect. And here's what I found out. First, folks work really, really hard putting on these car shows. Volunteers began working on next year's Concours as soon as the show is over. And that is no joke. <laughs> Months of meetings, fundraising events, and overcoming logistic obstacles occur to put great cars on display at this great event every year. Second, the Cincinnati Concours is all about creating an amazing experience for the participants and the spectators. Every year, over 200 premier collector vehicles are displayed in the formal gardens of historic Alt Park, which is just gorgeous. There's this cool pavilion up top that overlooks the show field, and that's where they house the automotive art show, the brunch, and they have the craft beer garden. Definite destinations you need to check out when you come to Cincinnati. Third, the judges are awesome. The Concord continues to elevate the experience level of the judges every year. This year's head judge was Kip Wasenko, who made Cadillac cool again with his art and science design. So he challenged the judges to choose the best entry based on the elegance of design, the presence among the class, and uniqueness of engineering. So I'll come back to this in a second. I was asked to assist judging the Sports Classic through 1959 class. This class included three Porsches from a 356A Coupe to a Speedster, a few BMW microcars, and other sports cars from the era. I was really fortunate to have some solid judging partners leading the way through the show field. Both Philip Dotty and John Meyer have many years of concourse judging experience, and I leaned on them heavily when I had a question. Philip was really great in making sure that we revisited the standard we were setting as we judged each car. I quickly found out that because of the quality of the cars were so high, the margin that separated them from each other was really, really minute. A difference in a point or two would determine who was best of class. So for each car, we would meet the owner and thank them for bringing such a great car to the show. It is because of their willingness to share their hard work in their car with others that keeps concourses going. Philip would ask them to give us an overview of the car and point out anything of note that we should know about. After we judged all of the cars, it was clear the competition for best of class was between a 1955 Mercedes Gullwing from Waterford, Michigan and a 1955 Sunbeam Alpine from Bicyrus, Ohio. Both of these cars were gorgeous, they were meticulously restored, and they had great stories. The Alpine was the conduit of a 50-year love story between two Ohio farmers. How cool is that? And the Gullwing was driven down from Detroit in the rain for the show and participated in the countryside tour just the day before. As we discussed the pros and cons of each car, we kept revisiting the direction given by head judge Kip Wasenko to choose the best entry based on the elegance of design, presence among the class, and uniqueness of engineering. It became clear that with its racing heritage, tubular frame design, and iconic going doors, that the 1955 Mercedes 300 SL was our best-of-class winner. We submitted our results and gathered our ribbons for presentation. I was deeply touched by the incredible response from the Alpine owners, John Rinfus and his wife. When they received their first-place ribbon, they were so thankful they teared up. And then I teared up, and we don't want that. So that became my most memorable moment of the show. Mark Dutton, the owner of the Mercedes Gullwing and the best of class winner, he could not be found. We could not find him. So we had his sons calling on his cell phone. Where are you? When he showed up, this was another special moment as he received his award with his three sons present. So that was really cool. 
Other judges included Ray Schaefer from Porsche Classic and Tom Peters, who is most famously known for leading the design of the C6 and C7 Corvettes, as well as the fifth-generation Camaro. Needlessly to say, I was humbled to be included in such a group. Hopefully, they'll ask me back next year. Both Ray and Tom will be future guests on my educational podcast for students called Learn From Others, as well as this podcast, Auto Sausage, so be sure to check those out when they are posted. So I had a huge wave of relief when all of my concourse weekend duties were officially over. I found my wife and our friends that came out to experience their very first concourse. We stayed for my favorite part of the concourse where the best of class winners line up for the award presentation. I love hearing the car start up and parade around the Alt Park Gardens. I fell in love with a semi-new Ford GT. It was white and awesome. And I spontaneously told the driver of a 1927 Isada Francesini, I know I got that wrong, that their car was my favorite. Ironically, that car won Best of Show in a 1957 Chevrolet Corvette SS race car from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Museum won the Best of Show Spirit They Sport Award. The theme this year was mid-century modern cars from 1948 to 1965. And I found a DeSoto Adventure and a Chrysler New Yorker I could not stop taking pictures of. And both of these were 1958 convertibles. As I said earlier, I didn't know what to expect when judging my first Concourse Elegance, but I do now. It's a tremendous experience where you meet great folks on the show field, as a volunteer and in the judge's tent. And you get your own clipboard. So that's it for this week. Be sure to tune in next week when I announce the Auto Sausage Auction Guessing Game winner, review five cool cars for our next game, and I hope to do a market review of seven AC Cobras that recently went up for sale at the Mecham Indianapolis auction. I'll see you then.